episode of Goddess Entrepreneur. A goddess entrepreneur sees her business as a spiritual devotion and service to the collective. In this podcast, you can expect to learn all about feminine-led business and usually specifically components of online business. Here we see entrepreneurship as the path to self-mastery and liberation. I'm your host, Maddie Grace Theory. And wow, it feels like lately, every time I sit down to record, I'm a new person. (laughs) I have been majorly shifting so many things in my life. I've been living differently. I've been sleeping in. I've been juicing all of life. Life is just this fruit and I've remembered that there's juice and I'm just like, ooh, I'm a squeeze over here. I'm a squeeze over there. And yeah, I've just been taking so many steps back and looking in from the outside and returning to the inside. And it feels like it's been years, not months. Like I just looked to me a few months ago and I'm just like, who is that? <laughs> I was even looking back at my previous podcast episodes and thinking to myself, is this even relevant? I I mean, some of it definitely is. Definitely, definitely. And interestingly enough, those are the podcasts with the most amount of plays. But yeah, it's just, uh, I've just been in this state of, whoa, everything that I want to say is actually, actually birthing now. And I did slash didn't know it was there or I thought it would just come out over time, but the time is now. So welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for being along for the ride. We are just getting started. (laughs) So today's episode is called How to Explain What You Do When What You Do is Woo. And this is a topic that I'm beyond passionate about and I'm excited about. And this came up in a coaching session last week with one of my private coaching clients. And I just feel pumped to get into this and its importance for goddess entrepreneurs. And as I mentioned, I've been in just this deep retrospection, right? And even though I feel like my overall mission is still the same, like it's the exact same, (laughs) It's almost comical. It's funny to me because I'm in it and I was looking at it through one lens and now I'm just looking at it through a completely different lens. And it's like, okay, it's still the same, but I just see it so differently. And what I'm feeling is that the definition of a goddess entrepreneur is widening and I feel really excited about it. And what I was feeling into, honestly, at first, I was like, oh, fuck do I need to change the name of my show? Is the word entrepreneur even still relevant? Because I've just kind of been having this relationship lately with capitalism and just feeling like, oh, I don't know if I'm a fan. (laughs) And so I was like, do I even want to use the word entrepreneur? And we're going to get into it. But, you know, I was thinking to myself, is this still a language that I want to use for this? And the answer is yes, it is. I don't need to change the name, but the definition is widening. And, you know, it's so important. 
And it's one of those situations where my future self is thrilled and excited about what my past self was tuning into, even when I maybe didn't consciously know it. Life strung me along in this specific way and left this trail of breadcrumbs into this future me. And it's just this palpable, palpable feeling of being so resourced, so provided for, so guided, and so on mission that I'm kind of just like, what? How did this even happen? This is not where I saw things going. It's better. It's better. It's it's interesting. But obviously I'm 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 rolling with it because it is better and it's better than what I had imagined. It's better than what my past self could have thought of. But it's just it's beautiful how the actions of that Mary, you know, years ago and even just a few months ago is really setting me up for where I am now. So just feels really good. And I want to start this episode with some inspiration. So I know some of you are already at this point, but I still want you to listen and just resonate with this. And some of you are on the way and some of you are there, but you still have kind of a more 3D facade around your offerings just because people understand it better, right? Like we have these filters, (laughs) just like how we do on social media. We put a filter on our face. We like put the 3D filters on like our language and what we do in our business just so that like people get it, right? And that's why this is our topic today, like how to explain what you do. But what I want to share with you is that now more than ever is the time to find your calling, your true calling. And, you know, it's kind of like this transformation that I've been in. It's like, yeah, what I've been doing is my true calling. It's almost there. It's not quite the highest octave of where I can get. It's definitely been on the right track, but not quite there. And I feel like a lot of us are kind of at that point because we have built these kind of 3D facades around what we do, just trying to explain it to people better and, you know, get business, right? And so what I have been tuning into is that these metrics that we've been using to describe what we do or how we define our work are transforming. They're shifting. And it's less about convincing people of some kind of ROI and more about increasing their capacity, not for more money, but more consciousness. And so this is kind of making me want to go on a slight tangent here is that in my fall 2022 (laughs) goddess status ladies, if you're listening, we had a big laugh about this because goddess status is my online course. It's my biggest course that I have. It's 16 weeks. It's so much content. I totally poured my heart out into it. Everything that I know about online business, but also spirituality. It is a spiritual business mystery school. It is the empowerment of business woven intricately with the embodiment of the goddess. And I told all of them, I said, because yes, we would talk about business stuff on our calls all the time, right? But there was so many times where we were not talking about business stuff. And I just straight up told them, I said, yeah, I wrapped this package in a, you know, this is for your business. This is going to get you ROI just to get you in the door. (laughs) It was just to get you here. Because that is what people respond to. That is what people are looking for. They're like, I need to, you know, if I'm going to invest 
I need to make sure I'm going to get an ROI. If I'm going to invest in this thing, I need to make sure that it's going to equal dollar signs in my business. And while, yeah, of course, we are running businesses, that is still so 3D and so old paradigm. Like that is just not where we're going. And we're in that in between where there's some of you listening to me right now and you're like, "Mm, no, we got to make money in our business. (laughs) I'm like, okay, okay. Can you just bear with me here? (laughs) Stay along for the ride. Hear me out. And just what is happening is that we are moving. I I know you can all feel it. And I've talked about this in previous episodes. We are moving out of the density and into the quantum. And so that means that it is less about things like ROI and it is more about increased capacity for more consciousness, more awareness. And so I want to ask you, what would you actually do if you didn't have to make money to survive? If money wasn't part of the equation, what would you do? What are your gifts? And how would you describe your work if you didn't have to put it through a, you know, this is what you're going to get in return lens. And I love the way that May put it on her episode. I believe it was episode eight when I interviewed May of Luxuriously Fierce, you know, because that's the, the thing that happens when a lot of us have programs where we are we're really selling a transformation. And it sometimes it's harder to get people in the door, right? People want to come out with a skill that they can commodify. And this is kind of the internal conflict that I've been having about capitalism lately is just, God, I'm just so tired of everyone having to commodify their gifts. And I'm like, how are we going to move out of this? How can we not take vows of poverty? Obviously, we don't need to do that. But how how is this changing? How is this shifting? How are we going to operate in a way where we are, you know, still abundant, still thriving, still well-resourced, but not just having to turn everything into a product, right? And I'm so, so guilty of this. I mean, if anything, my brain is is good at this. Like my brain is good at taking people's ideas and turning it into a product. And yes, there are obviously ways to do that with super high integrity and there's people doing it. And and I would say that most of my clients are doing it and I'm doing it and like we're doing it. You're doing it. Okay. I'm not saying that it's out of integrity to do that. I'm just starting to wonder, you know, what is this shifting into? I just feel it shifting and and I'm like excited. I'm ready for it to shift. And so what I feel, you know, so obviously ask yourself those questions. I hope that you wrote them down or maybe rewind and listen to them, or maybe I'll put them in the show notes actually. So check there. But what what I'm feeling is that we are shifting into businesses that are rooted in authenticity and creativity and actual desire to help people. Now, I'm not saying that you don't already have that desire. Of course you do. Of course you do. But even more so. This is an invitation to get even deeper into it. And it's an actual desire to help people, not in a saving way, but like, hey, we're all here on planet Earth right now. Let's actually live our best lives. Let's actually 
just enjoy the realm. Let's let's actually juice all of life's fruit and and get to savor it and taste it and experience the bliss of that juice, right? And this is already a core tenet of a goddess entrepreneur. So if you're listening to this show, I know that you're already here in some capacity. And what I'm asking for you to do is to go all the way. (laughs) So the entrepreneur is the creative force in the face of capitalism. What we engage in is what is called creative destruction. And in the tech world, they always call it disruption. It's like, okay, what was the status quo of, you know, computing, for example, in the 80s, it was these computers that were for mathematicians and scientists and engineers and calculations, right? And then Steve Jobs came in and said, no, computers are for creatives. They're for creative people. They're for musicians. They're for artists. Think differently, right? That was his whole thing in the 80s. That is a disruption. But what that is, is it's creative destruction because what you create destroys what is in your wake. It destroys entire industries, destroys entire offerings, and destroys outdated ways of doing business. When we innovate, we create obsolescence. And so obviously, (laughs) this is a big reason why I'm a fan of online business, because electrical energy grid aside, there's not a lot of waste, right? There's maybe waste in man hours if you created a whole course. Like one time I created an entire course about self-love and then I sold it three times and then I scrapped it. You know, I created my own obsolescence as I innovated inside my own business. And so it was really just my own time (laughs) that I made obsolete. But to me, that's not as bad as creating a whole bunch of waste. Like, oh, we created this product. It's made out of plastic. We made 10 million or 10 billion of them. And then a new product came in and just made it obsolete. Obviously, I'm not a fan of that. But I want you to really think about this deeply because when you're a woman, you're already so deep in creation. And God, if you just even think about the cycles of our womb, we shed the lining of our uterus and it cleans and clears out. And that is what makes space for new life to grow, right? And so we are participating in this creative destruction. And so I think that it's important to do it consciously and really think, okay, when I create this new thing, what am I destroying? What is this replacing? What is now obsolete? And I don't mean that in a way of like, oh, I need to be careful and I don't want to pollute or whatever. That's not what I mean at all. What I mean is just having the awareness, right? Having the consciousness. As I said, what we're moving into is about not, oh, what am I going to get in return? Like, what am I going to get in terms of my ROI? It's that you're increasing your capacity for more consciousness. The reason that we're living through this right now. And as I said, we are in this in between. There's some people already doing it. There's some people who are, you know, dabbling in it. They're dipping their toe in. There's some people who are thinking about it. And there's some people who are skeptical of it. And there's some people who are vehemently against it because they're probably going to become obsolete. 
But the reason that this is happening is because the energy that is money, which is a neutral energy, by the way, it's returning to its origin point of its intended purpose, which its intended purpose is to be neutral. And then as a result of that, we also get to return to the original point of who we are, where we don't have to be, you know, electrically charged towards having this 3D facade that we need to put up or, or in the opposite direction. Like we actually just get to be at our homeostasis point of where we actually want to be we're returning to the origin point of who we are. So it's again that question, what would you do if money wasn't part of the equation? And I know that a lot of like manifestation coaches and stuff ask this question and they're like, what would you do if money? I don't mean it from that point. I, I mean, I guess I kind of do, but what I really mean is what is your purpose? What is the thing that when you think about it, you're like, nah, that, that's just so natural to me. That's my gift. Is that what I really should be doing? Yes, that is what you really should be doing. And I want you all to really pay attention over the next few years because artificial intelligence is here to stay. And I just want to be clear that I am pro AI. I am pro AI because I am pro human And there is a lot of jobs that humans are doing that is a waste of their fucking life. And it is a tragedy for them to spend their whole life doing something that a machine can do, that a machine will have all the risk for. You know, if it's like a physical labor type thing, of course, I want a machine to have the risk of having permanent damage rather than a human being. And if it is a computing software like ChatGPT that can do the job of somebody rather than a human being sitting in a cubicle for their entire life, which is basically like a jail cell. That is also a tragedy. And so I am pro AI as fuck. And I want AI to come in and do all of this work that we don't need to be wasting our fucking time on. And of course, those people are like, oh, I need my job. Don't get rid of my job. Don't let machines take my job. Those people are going to be there and it's because we're in the in-between. There is no getting out of the in-between. Oh my goddess. There is this song by Maria Stark called In-Between that puts me on my knees. It is so good. And it's like more for like when you're in in in-between in your own life and things feel very in-between highly recommend it. But it's just, I'm just thinking of that song because I keep saying in between. (laughs) But that in between, it's inescapable. And so we are going to see a spectrum of beliefs regarding AI and like, oh, should it take away people's jobs and da 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 da. Now I don't have any money. Well, guess what? It's this thing called creative destruction. And things are going to become obsolete in the wake And we're going to have to innovate and get creative in order to provide. Maybe it's going to be still be some kind of money like what we are currently dealing with, or it's going to shift. And I'm telling you, it is going to shift. So if you get into that scarcity of like, AI is going to take all the jobs, just remember that money is shifting too. 
And so if you're worried about not having money because AI is going to take your job or take your spouse's job or something like that, first of all, it's probably not going to happen for another you know, 10-ish years and the first wave of it, you know what I mean? Like these things take time. It's not like it's all just going to happen overnight. It's not. We're in the in-between. And so, yeah, I just want to be clear that like that is going to mean it's super ripe for innovation and disruption and for us to really do what we're here to do. And won't that be fucking incredible? So when AI comes in to do most of the work and you have more time for, you know, quote unquote, recreation and activities that enrich your life and the lives of others, what's it going to be? What are those activities going to be? And so many of people out there, they, they literally don't know because they've had zero space outside of survival mode to cultivate it. So this could be a really confusing angry time for some people. Like I said, there's some people who are going to move into major scarcity around AI taking their jobs. But some of us know that what shifts our mind into the quantum and out of the fourth dimension of time is going to be these activities that don't put us in survival mode. When you are not in survival mode, when you are doing something for the joy of it, for the bliss of it, for the full experience of life, to get the juice of life, you're in the quantum. You're no longer in the fourth dimension. That's when you look down at the clock and you go, whoa, time flies when you're having fun. Didn't realize it had been, you know, four hours in this painting. Didn't realize I'd been working on this song for six days. Didn't even realize, you know, time had passed because I was so in the flow. I was so in creation mode. I was in the quantum. And so time didn't matter. And that, my friends, is where humanity is heading. How we work will no longer be constrictive, but adaptable and free form. There's going to be no more like, oh, pick your thing and stick to it so they don't confuse people. Nah. Do whatever you want. Serve in however you feel called to serve moment by moment. And so, you know, <laughs> I want to take a moment. I'm not going to get into cryptocurrency. Maybe my beloved and I will talk about cryptocurrency on our episode that we do. But cryptocurrency, just, you know, as you know, or maybe you don't know, but I'm assuming you probably know, it's built on blockchain. And blockchain is a peer-to-peer -peer network. And what I want you to feel empowered is that we are a physical peer-to-peer -peer network. And I think I have talked about this before, but I will say it again. So long are the days of going through the, you know, corporation to get the thing or going through, I mean, shit, I can't wait for this one. Going through the doctor to get the medication you need. I am so over that shit. I know when I need a fucking antibiotic, dude. Like in Costa Rica, you just go to the store and you get the antibiotic. You go to the store and you get the pain medicine. You don't have to go through a white coat in order to get it. But anyways, it's just, ugh. I'm ready, <laughs> ready for that one. But just like how we've seen in the rise of social media, we've seen, you know, this kind of blurred lines between quote unquote celebrity. It's like anybody can become their own personal brand. Anybody can grow their own community, their own following, even if it's small doesn't even matter. It doesn't even need to be huge. You understand? 
there is power in the, in a small engaged community that you could have a massively large community of people around you, but all they want is your free shit. Whereas you could have a very small community of really engaged people who will buy whatever you sell. Doesn't even matter what it is. I'd rather have that. I'd rather have the small community. But just remembering that that is the power. And so when when we're seeing a lot of things become digitized and we're seeing, you know, the rise of artificial intelligence coming into our life and doing things, you know, for us and, you know, programmed by us, don't freak out. Don't freak out. It's not going to, I mean, at least I hope not. It's not going to be like the matrix or the machines take over. But what it's going to mean is that we are always creating things in our own image. And so what I'm reminding you that this blockchain peer-to-peer network that exists, you know, on the blockchain, on, on computers, we also have in real life. What do you think it's mirrored after? We have this ability to exchange between ourselves. And so when you receive from another person a service or even an item, imagine paying them an exchange, not out of obligation, but because it lights you the fuck up to spread your abundance with them in exchange for what they provide. We've all had tastes of that. That is like... You know, when you have an amazing waitress and you're just like, oh my God, I just love this person. I'm just going to tip them, I don't know, a hundred bucks or whatever. Or you get a service and, and even though it's not like a restaurant type situation where you're supposed to leave a tip, you do anyways, because you just had such an amazing experience. Okay. Think of those moments in your life where you've done that and just imagine all of the money you spend having that charge. Mm. I want to live in that society. Can you imagine our mediums of exchange having that kind of charge behind it? It gives me chills. Like, I'm just like, can we be there now? (laughs) Can we not have to deal with the in-between? Because it's going to be really uncomfortable. It's going to be hella uncomfortable, you guys. But it just is what it is. It's like birth. Birth can have those really uncomfortable moments. I haven't given birth, not yet. (laughs) But at the end, there's a little baby there, you know? And it's all worth it. It's all worth it. So imagine not one economy, but many economies. Imagine not one currency, but many currencies. Imagine not one main reserve medium of exchange, but many mediums of exchange. It's hard to imagine because we're so conditioned in the opposite direction. But when I imagine it, I just think that is freedom. That is sovereignty. And that is where we're going. We can all thrive. Your work and what you represent and what you do is a reflection of your truth and your authenticity. And believe me when I tell you that if you are operating in authenticity, If you have an authentic business built from your truth, you will thrive. Women are the new face of wealth. And that's why this is so important. Like I just have to continue showing up for this show and speaking to my audience. I don't care if it's a small audience. You are the face of wealth. It's us. 
So it's important to know how to talk about what you do, period. If you remember back in episode seven, The Future is Ancient, the episode where I talked all about vocal frequency and activation, I talked about how you are the spokesperson for your work and that it has to be you. It has to be you. No one else can do it for you. So I wanted to expand on that today and go deep into how to do this and how speaking aloud what you do nourishes multiple birds with the same seed. So first and most obvious, when you speak aloud and when you speak about your business, speak about your offerings on a regular basis, you know, you could even call it pitching yourself, but it doesn't really matter if it, if you want to call it a pitch or not, you're just speaking about it. So first of all, it nourishes your business because you're speaking about it and people are absorbing the information and having a clear picture of how you can support them. Second, it nourishes your voice and gains you more and more confidence in your vocal frequency and trains your nervous system to fully accept your gifts as who you truly are. Because that's a big part of entrepreneurship that a lot of people are missing is, is just how it activates your nervous system and activates your triggers and like all your worthiness wounds and all that kind of stuff. So of course, if you want to reprogram your nervous system to receive more, more clients, more money, more resources, you're going to have to train your nervous system in order to do that. If you don't feel confident and even explaining what you do, your nervous system is going to not react in the way that you want it when you're doing those things because it doesn't understand yet. So the more you speak, the more you nourish your own voice and it gains you this confidence and you're able to fully accept your gifts as who you truly are and decondition the way that society programmed your nervous system that questions who you truly are. So you should question everything about society, (laughs) not who you truly are. Okay. And third, it nourishes your subconscious because every time we speak out loud, we affirm ourselves and our purpose to our subconscious, AKA our inner child who now feels safe to simply be. So Every time you speak out loud, you are soothing the little girl inside you. And she needs to feel safe to simply be herself. She wants to feel safe to simply be herself. Now that is fucking power. So rewind that and listen to that again. (laughs) Okay, so how do we explain what we do if what we do is well? First, I do want to mention that I have a full masterclass on this topic called The Song of Sales, and it's only 33 buckaroos, (laughs) $33 right now. We're still operating on the dollar. Not sure how long we will. (laughs) Can't wait to see us. What's next? But anyways, right now it's only $33. It's available immediately on my website, goddess.support. However, As my gift to you today, I'm going to give you some incredible cliff notes from that class. And if you want to support me, this podcast, and my work, purchasing one of my masterclasses or self-paced courses is a great way to do that. 
They're all super reasonably priced and designed to empower you. So if it lights you up to support me in that way, please go for it. Okay, so I invite you to write down the following questions in your journal. These questions are what is going to help you formulate your song of sales. So what I call the song of sales is like whenever you're asked what you do in any capacity, in any scenario, by any type of person, you've got your answer in your back pocket and it's like referencing lyrics to your favorite song that you can pull from at all times and represent the fuck out of yourself. Represent, (laughs) y'all. So question number one. Who are you in the 3D? Now, I just gave a whole rant about not having this facade, right? But it is important to know how to describe yourself to someone who is still in that 3D mindset. And when someone's still in that 3D mindset, they, I I wouldn't say it's like, oh, it's a waste of your time to try to explain what you do. In fact, please explain yourself to these people, but don't give it too much attention. So first of all, The answer to this question, who are you in the 3D, is one sentence. Let me be clear. This is not a paragraph. I guess technically it can be two sentences, maybe three, but it is one sentence. Okay? And this is like the first verse of the song. You're giving the starting context of the song. Who are you in the 3D? That is like the first verse of your song. And I do recommend putting some of your 5D language into that description so that when you are speaking to the 3D being, it sneaks a little bit into their consciousness and breaks down the old concepts, the old cobwebs in their mind and just plants a seed of what's possible. Because that's another thing that, that we get to do with our voice That's what I'm doing with this entire podcast. Just planting little seeds in the garden of your mind. And so that's the first question. And that doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, I'm going to give this answer every single time. No, you got to also learn to read the room a little bit and see like, okay, am I going 3D in this room or with this person? Or am I going 5D? Am I going all in? And sometimes it's fun to go 5D in front of the 3D people. Believe me, I do it all the time. It's super fun. They're always like, who the fuck is that? Okay, so question number two, obviously is who are you in the 5D? So this is like another verse of the song. So, you know, for who are you in the 3D? My answer is I help female entrepreneurs in online business. That is my 3D answer. Who am I in the 5D? I help goddess entrepreneurs whose business is their sole mission. And I want them to be divinely compensated for serving the collective of humanity. Because that to me is really important for us to all rise into a higher octave of humanity. So who are you in the 3D? Who are you in the 5D? Who do you serve? This is like the center of gravity. This is like the repeatable part of the song. This is what I call the hook. Because when you are talking to people, if you want them to be able to identify, oh, this is for me or oh, this is for that person in my life that I know 
who this would be perfect for, and then they will refer that person to you. You want to be really clear about who you serve. And obviously, this can all be kind of a, a mishmash too. It's not like you actually have to like verse, verse, hook, chorus, bridge, verse, verse. Like it doesn't all have to really flow out like that. I just put that context there so you kind of understand like, okay, there's a structure of the song and then there's also like this structure of how I explain myself to people. And so who do I serve? I put that in who are you in the 3D and who are you in the 5D? It's like, who are you in the 3D? I serve women entrepreneurs. Who are you in the 5D? I serve goddess entrepreneurs. But obviously we can always expand on that a little bit deeper. So who do I serve? I serve women whose sole mission is their business and they maybe don't have the technical know-how to set up systems and set up structures in their business so that they can operate at a high capacity and really in service to humanity. And I don't want them to get stuck with the technical. I don't want that woman with the powerful medicine, that goddess with amazing medicine for the world to get hung up on fucking email marketing or social media or how to set up a YouTube channel. I don't want that to happen. And so that's where I come in. I come in and I make sure that she has a high integrity shortcut to serve her medicine to humanity. Okay, so what is your unique perspective? This is question number four. What is your unique perspective and what have you been through in order to gain this? This is kind of like the chorus. This is your why. Why are you here? What is your unique perspective and what did you go through in order to gain this? My unique perspective is that I am an artist and I have worked for years doing web design and graphic design. And what I noticed is that a lot of these women were spending all their time and money on their website, thinking that that was going to result in money in the bank in their business. And so what I went through is that I saw this need for more than just the website. These women need other help. They need help with setting up their freebie or their email marketing or their social media. It's more than just slapping up a website. And a lot of people, a lot of you know entrepreneurs, they think, oh, I can't even begin until I have a website. Well, that's actually not true. And so I kind of went through this whole process of gaining a lot of that experience and seeing a lot of people spending all their money on their website and then not making any money. And so I take a different perspective with women and I help them get started now with what they have right now. And that's my unique perspective. Obviously not super, super refined, but you get what I'm saying. So what is your unique solution? How do you most naturally help others? That's question number five. That is like the next part of the song. And obviously, like, let's be clear. You don't need to get up there and recite your whole song to every single person that you meet or every single person that asks. For some people, you're going to have one minute. They call that the elevator pitch. You got one minute. Some people are going to ask you a couple questions Some people are going to want to have a full-on conversation and really get into it with you. So you're going down the line of these questions of how much 
do I really need to reveal? You'll have to use your own discernment when it comes to that. But I definitely recommend answering all the questions so that you know for yourself. Because like I said, this is going to nourish multiple birds with one seed with your own business, your own vocal frequency, your nervous system and your own subconscious. So definitely make sure that you have this all mapped out. So what's your unique solution? How do you most naturally help others? Well, I am an oracle. And so that means that I most naturally help other oracles and other um, psychics, other healers, other guides in their business. That is most natural for me to help them position their offerings as services and marketing those services. That is very natural for me. I have a very big understanding of specifically spiritual business and how to market it. So what are the solutions that you offer that are different from the mainstream? What makes what you offer different than the mainstream, right? So does an Oracle want to do bro marketing? I see this happen so many times. Oracles, healers, guides, purchasing a bro marketing course or a bro business course for like $5,000 and literally never opening it like not even watching one module. In fact, I'm guilty of this. <laughs> and that is because it is not in resonance. It is not in alignment. If you want your eyes to glaze over, be an oracle and buy a bro marketing course. <laughs> How are the solutions that I offer different from the mainstream? I speak the language of my clients. Period. I get them. They get me. I know how to offer them what they need. And I know that the that what the mainstream has to offer them is not working for them. They're not actually moving the needle when they buy the bro marketing thing or they try the bro marketing thing. It's just not working. And question number seven, I'll put all these questions in the show notes too, by the way. Why do you want to show up and be of service to others? And so just like a song, you can have similar themes in the answers to all these questions, right? And in business, in sales, it is always a good idea to repeat yourself. Repetition is key to sales and just really making sure, okay, I'm clear on what I do. They're clear. I'm clear, so they're clear. If I'm confused, they're confused. <laughs> but if I'm clear, they're clear. Okay, so why do you want to show up and be of service to others? For me, my answer to that question is very similar to, you know, who do I serve? And that is, I know that the divine feminine is rising. And I know that women have the medicine to heal humanity. And so I don't want anything to get in their way. I don't want the technical side of business to get in their way. I want to help them get their medicine out to the masses as soon as fucking possible. Okay. So those are the seven questions that I want you to ask yourself. I really want you to formulate your answers, right? Um, so one of the things that I offer, if you purchase the Song of Sales Masterclass, which like I said, it's only $33, is if you answer all these questions, you can submit them to me. And I will go over them and I will either make some edits for you or some suggested edits for you or maybe critique different parts or help you get clear in other parts. So if you purchase that class, you'll get to submit your song of sales to me and I will help you refine it 
And then, like I said, it's going to be just like having your favorite song lyrics to reference in your back pocket, in the back of your mind at all times. Anytime somebody asks you that question, what do you do? And you need to explain it. And you feel, you know, I feel like a lot of the time, one of the main things that I hear women struggling with is how do I explain what I do? Well, I just told you, goddess. <laughs> I just told you how to explain it. And so, like I said, please do these questions, write them out. And I'd love to hear how you felt about this episode. I want to know, you know, are things resonating? Please let me know. I've, oh, I would always love to hear just whatever is going on, whatever you're thinking. If anything that I said, you know, if any of the seeds that I've planted have sprouted into anything in your life or anything that I've said, even if it's triggered you and maybe activated something in you, I would love to hear it. And then as a reminder, if you purchase the Song of Sales Masterclass and you take it, you can submit your song to me and I will help you refine it. <sighs> All right, goddess. Well, that's it for episode 15. Thank you for being here. Have the best day ever and blessings to you and yours. I will see you next time. <laughs>